Hello, yes, a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good evening to you, however you may be listening, or wherever you may be listening. I don't really know what to say. This is an emergency, uh, surprise, whatever word you want to say, uh, episode of the Full and Focus podcast. I'm sure you've heard the news by now, but there's only really one one place for us to start, and that's Slavisa Kanovic has been replaced as Fulham manager by Claudio Ranieri. Uh, Shahid Khan putting in a statement this morning on the Fulham website that he wasn't anticipating having to make this announcement related to Stavisa and wishes that the circumstances you know, were different, but he thinks that the decision was correct. Uh, to, it was right to make this decision at this time. You know, we can we can talk about you know whether or not we think it was the right decision, but Shahid Khan has made the decision. And we now have Claudio Ranieri as as our new manager. I think there's not really much more to say about it. I think I, for one, personally, I'm still it's still taking a little bit more time to comprehend over this over this whole thing. Uh, it's it's still odd to think that we've got a new manager. As much as we thought that this day would was coming, you're just not prepared for the day that it actually happened. But I'm not here on my own. I've got a wonderful panel of other Fulham fans that just want to talk about it again, give their reaction, you know, those that were available on such short notice on a Wednesday night. So we thank them for joining. I'll first introduce uh, our man from Stateside, and it's Donald Love. Donald, good evening to you. Or good afternoon, given time difference. Uh, uh, it is you. early afternoon here, two o'clock in the afternoon. So good evening. Yeah. Good exactly. afternoon. Donald Love, that's uh, one. We've also got Matt Beclair joining us this evening. Matt, good evening to you. Evening, Reese. How you doing? Good. As I said, still in shock. Let's just get through this as best we can and try not try not to get too emotional and try not to get too many tears in our eyes. Um, and as if one Matt or two Matts weren't enough, we've also got a third Matt. We really should have thought this through. But Matt Dom is also joining us. Matt, another good evening to you. Yeah, good to be here, Reese. Good. Right. There's only again. There's only really one place to start. What was your initial reaction when you heard the news this morning? I'll go to you, Matt Dom, first, seeing as you were the one who broke the news on the much-coveted and much-desired-to-be-in full-on-focus uh, WhatsApp chat. So uh, you were the first amongst us to see us. How did you find out the news, first of all, and then what was your reaction? Well, I was sort of sitting there pretending to work, and my uh, my, my phone went off, um, notification flashed, and the, the only kind of account that I'm, I get notifications from on Twitter is the Fulham account and it said Claudio Ranieri has replaced Slavisi Jukanovic as manager. Uh, so my, my first thought was I didn't know Slavisi Jukanovic wasn't our manager anymore um, and then I suppose the second thought would have been at least it's not Big Sam, David Moyes or Alan Pardew uh, and then I shared it with everyone else and you know here we are. Right, Matt Beclair, again, sort of same question to you. You must, everyone everyone heard this news at different points during the day, but I don't know if you sort of had hints from other people, oh, have you seen the news, or if you found it out sort of raw. Again, what, how did you find out and what was your reaction? I found out by, I think it was Matt Dom sharing the news that, that he received uh, from, from the official Twitter page um, to our WhatsApp group. And I thought it was a wind-up, to be honest. I clicked on the link and was expecting it to to take me to something else. And it took me to the official Fulham page. And there was a, just a picture of Claudio Ranieri's smiley face saying, Ranieri is the new Fulham manager. And my mouth dropped. And I immediately rang my, my parents, because they're both Fulham fans. And I said, just really quickly, you're not going to believe this. And I, I was completely shocked. And I, I still am quite shocked. But the 
the blow is cushioned somewhat by the fact that we've got Ranieri, because I've, I've always quite liked him. Okay, fair enough. And uh, the person who I'm assuming would have heard the news last out of all of us, given the news would have broken at about four, five o'clock in the morning, his time. Uh, so you were very much late to the party, Don. Again, were you uh, were you as surprised as the other two, or did you expect? Did you somewhat expect a the sacking and b that Ranieri would be the one to replace him? So, with you lot being uh, so late. Or me being so early, it literally was about 5 a.m. or a little before 5 a.m. My phone started blowing up. Uh, the WhatsApp group was just going crazy. It's like, okay, what's going on? And I just thought you guys were just talking. And I started going back through and reading. And it literally took a few minutes. I had to keep going back over this stuff to make sure it was sinking in that, really, we just got rid of Slav? So I was surprised. I I, I really was surprised. And like you, Matt, uh, Reese. I'm confused. I'm really confused at this time. Yeah, I don't think it's much confused. It's just still trying to take it in because shock, you know, shock, exactly. You know, when I was you know driving home from work, having to think about you know we we had this podcast sort of set up early in the morning slash early in the afternoon, but even still driving home, I actually just think to myself, I've actually got to talk about this. Slavisa Jukanovic, the man who took over in you know December 2015. Is no longer the manager. It's still just a little bit hard to comprehend. And I suppose it's really, we're not going to talk too much about Claudio Ranieri because this has been done at the perfect time. All our predictions about how we're going to play, we're going to save it for next week. So be sure to tune in next week. Quick plug there um, for the Southampton preview about how we think he's going to play, formations, uh, personnel, so on and so forth. This really is a, a thank you podcast for Slavisi Kanovic. Because when he took us over in December 2015, we were a total mess. You know, no bad word to Kit. I'm not going to say his last name. Uh, Kit, uh, who had the job previously, but we were in a very, very bad way. And it took him a couple of months, but he eventually steadied the ship, gave us uh, one shot at the playoffs, and then got us a second shot at the playoffs, and we eventually got promoted through that. But again we all knew when you go on a seven game losing streak this game it's not going to last forever things have to change and we knew this was coming we're just in a bit of a shock about how how it came but i think we can all of us agree that Slavisa Kanovic has been fantastic for this football club i don't think anyone can really say a bad word bad word about him you know, there's talk about whether or not he's you know, up there with Roy is as the greatest manager of our manager. In fact, I'll go to that point. We're going to raise it later, but I'll cut to that point now. Where do you put Slav in the realms of man of Fulham manager sort of post 2000? Because we because it's really down to three. It's Tagana, it's Roy, and it's Slav. Dom, I'll, Don, I'll go to you first. Where do you put Slav on the sort of on the podium of Fulham managers post post 2000? So for me, he sits. Just below Roy, and my reasoning is this, Roy loved his players. No matter what ability or uh, style of play, he would take that group of guys and make them into a core fighting machine that were usually very solid in defense, and it worked, and he took us all the way to Europa. So Roy is above that, I'm sorry. But Slav is not far off. What Slav did cannot be undone and cannot be put down. It was an incredible thing. So I put him just below Roy. Okay. Matt, Beclair, do you have anything? Yeah. Any, you know, where do you stand on this? 
Yeah, I think yeah. I'd be inclined to agree um, uh, with with what Don said. I mean, Roy is probably one of our best managers ever uh, for for what he achieved at the club. I'd have I'd have Slav uh, in third position, joint third with Mickey Adams, with Tigana second, and Roy first. But all of them fantastic Fulham legends. Yeah, in their own way, Matt Dom. You know, final one is it um, three votes? Three votes for, uh, for Roy for you, or do you put Slav number one? No, he he's second. Um, I think Roy Don said, you know, he's Roy's just above Slav. For me, Roy's streets ahead of Slav. Um, I, I would put Slav just above Tigana. You know, they, they, you can kind of compare them quite closely. They both they both brought us up, but I think I preferred last season over Tigana's time. So that, that's that he gets the edge for me there. Um, but but Roy is way ahead. Okay, fine. Um, so many people put him second there. No, no discredit to him. But Slav, as again, has saved. I don't want to say saved the club because we probably would have been okay somewhat if you know we'd have gone down to League One. I, I personally think. But anyway, but this is a time for reflection and of praise. So, do any of you sort of have a moment, or a match, or a, a something in a press conference, or something like that, that when you think back to you know all this time that he's been our manager, that you'll think of, yeah. That's why we like. That's why we like Slav. That's why he was, you know, my you know second favorite manager post two thousand sort of thing. Uh, but Claire, do you have what's your favorite sort of lasting memory of Slavisa Jakanovic? I mean, yeah, there there were so many um, over the over the three years, but it's got to be for me. Millwall away last season was absolutely sublime. It was that they were coming off the back of uh, seventeen games undefeated pushing for a playoff spot. And we were, of course, pushing for automatic promotion. But that 3-0 win at the Den took us to 22 games undefeated. And I, I had such a good night that night. I met up with an old friend of mine. We had a few beers and it was just a top, top night. So cheers, Slav, for that and for, for everything, really. Okay, so we've got one vote for Millwall away. Don, what's your uh, what's your just all outstanding Slavisi Kanovic memory? Mine has got to be last year. This is last November. We were Sheffield United away, and we were not doing well at all. Uh, a lot of people were thinking that Slav needed to go then. We were sitting in like 17th place. Sheffield United was sitting in second place. So we are away to them, not looking good. Good news was we had two players come back, OJ and K-Mac came back from injuries. So in this game, where we really weren't expected to get anything, we ended up pulling out a 5-4 win. And it was the first time, some other really memorable things from this, is it was Ryan Session's very first time getting a hat trick as a first-team member. So between that and the win, unbelievable. But it also launched us that season, last season. It's where we really started to climb the table and to get back up to where we needed to be. So for me, that's the turning point of that whole last season, or at least the, the platform that, that launched us. Yeah, it was also the night the way he thought Seojo was actually quite a decent player because I think he scored the other two that night. Just before we get to uh, the other Matt, Matt Dom, personally mine was the, the way that he handled the Chris Martin situation. It showed that this wasn't a manager who, you know, was going to carry away or just, you know, Lie, lie back and take and take orders from people. He put us. He sort of fought his corner over the whole Chris Martin thing, because Chris Martin wanted to go back to Derby. But he said, "No, you're our player." We had the the famous or infamous "We are not a train station" line. Great. It showed that Slav you know, was a fighter. It showed right. 
that's my guy sort of thing. I'd gladly go into battle with that guy because he's someone who's going to stand up for his convictions. That's mine personally. Matt Dom, last one, over to you. Your favourite Slevisa memory, be it a match or a moment or anything like that. Yeah, I think I think for match, it's got to be uh, when we beat Wolves 2-0 at home in February. It was kind of that. That was when I really looked at it and thought, I think we can do second here. It, we were starting to click. I think we were about midway through our unbeaten run. They were top, uh, but we were the pretenders, you know. And and on that day, it looked like we should have been streets ahead at the top of the league, un, unlike them. And that, that's when I really sort of started to believe, I think we can do this. I think we can go up. And it, it also included one of my favourite goals of the season, which was Mitro, uh, his turn, his run and his finish. And, you know, it, it showed Mitro was that missing piece of the jigsaw last season. Um, so, so for me, it's that blowing away top of the league. Yeah, and just before you think we're all sort of ignoring the elephant in the room, we are ignoring the elephant in the room. We are sort of taking Wembley out of out of the equation. Otherwise, we just all be given the same answer. So when, Wembley was one, and we're just asking everyone for their 1A sort of thing, if you get me. So that's why we've, that's why we've gone down that route. And sticking on the positive note, um, our boss Danny has decided that we should give out some awards for Slovisian Kanvich because as well as his... Um, I don't think he won Manager of the Year last year. Maybe he did. It's it's escaped my mind at the moment. But if he Warnock. Did, Warnock's he got it. Oh, yeah. bloody hell. Okay. Well, that's going to lean very well into one, into, one of our, <laughs> into one of our categories. Thank you for reminding me of that, Mr. McClare. So he didn't win any awards, so we'll give him some awards right now. How about that? So first up, the again, I'm going to nominate, go across the lot of you, see which one you want to go for. Uh, the best quote. What do you think was the best quote to come out of Slavisa's? Again, my, my nomination is always going to be because we got a t-shirt out of it. It's going to be, we are not a train station. It was fantastic. But that's, that's the only one that's sticking out in my mind. Maybe I'm missing some, which I'm going to throw it over to you guys. Don, you go first. You couldn't have picked a better one. That is a great quote from him. I do have one more. Uh, this was from an interview actually in the guardian. It was done by Amy Lawrence. And he was talking about how he's lived in various places. And when he comes into different cultures and different places, he knows that, you know, he's got a, quickly change things, but without breaking it. And so his quote, this is a great quote. I cannot stomp in like an elephant in a crystal shop and break everything. Excellent. Yeah. I, I absolutely take your point there. I, yeah. That's sort of ringing a bell to me now. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Excellent point. Again, it shows that whole thing. I'm going to do it my way sort of thing. It, no, I'm going to not bow down to anyone. Uh, Mr. McClare, your, your quote, what are you, what are you going for? I'm going to cheat a little bit and I'm not going to use a quote, but you know, no one's, no one cares. So um, I, I thought at the final whistle at Wembley, he's walked over, he's shaken hands with Steve Bruce, then he's puffed his chest out and the way he proudly walked over and strutted over to the white wall to celebrate promotion with us was absolutely brilliant. And I, I watch it occasionally. I've still got it saved on um, on my Virgin box. Um, and just the way he walked over, absolutely brilliant and still makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Tell you what, he's probably had some. He probably had a thought in his brain at that point. So, what do you think was going on? That that quote that he had in his brain at that time, sort of right, done this now. What's next, sort of thing? What What do you think he was thinking? How that how that will be the quote? Come on, make something up on the spot. Yeah, oh, nothing like putting me on the spot. Um, yeah. Let's hope it wasn't. I'm going to lose seven matches in a row next season and get the sack. I don't know. I I just think it is an unbridled sense of of pride that that he had and. 
I don't know. I, I, I can't think of a quote. I, I'll end up making myself sound stupid if I try and think of a quote. But, you know, I, I think it was fantastic. Knock yourself out if you can think of one. I'll, I'll make one up for you. He looked, he just gave a brief look to John Terry and said, you're not playing Chelsea anymore next year, are you, John? I <laughs> love it. <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Dom, last one over to you. See if you can trump us, come up with anything else. Oh, I don't know about trumping, but um, that that moment wouldn't have existed without uh, after Derby away. You know, it was a really, really tough, tough one to take. I don't think we deserve to lose. And losing 1-0 away in the playoffs, you kind of think, oh, is it slipping away from us? But he said something after the game. And it was, it was, I don't verbase him, it was something like, we have to change the story. And, you know, the way he said it, the confidence he had in his ability, that just, that made me believe we're going to do this, you know. And he, he had that kind of ability to, even though he, he wasn't the best with his words, always, he would come out with something like that. And, you know, that that gave me the faith that we were going to go and turn it around. And we did. Right. There you go. That's, you know what, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to Matt Dom. So that's the one I'm going for. Because, again, that was one of the highlights of the Slavisa era. Um, one more. And Matt McClare mentioned uh, Neil Warnock earlier. And there was a bit of a rivalry amongst, you know, fighting out for second and third last season. But we're going to get who was Slavisa's biggest rival in this in this whole thing. Because that's he's not one. You know, he's, he'd like to shake things up a bit. As I say, he, he fights his corner. He's going to ruffle a few feathers. Uh, Matt McClare, you mentioned Neil Warnock, so I'll let you go first. Who do you think was his biggest rival during all this? Yeah, I've, I've written down I've written down the man himself, Colin. It was, a, it was a great rivalry. I'm not sure if there was much of a personal rivalry between Slav and, and, and Colin last season, but the rivalry between Fulham and Cardiff that emerged from our, um, our surge up the table was really quite exciting and all right we ended up we ended up coming off second best to Cardiff but we got where we wanted to be eventually um so yeah that 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 rivalry was great okay fair enough don over to you so when it comes to uh his biggest rivalry i have to stop and think maybe it wasn't actually another coach or another manager but it it might have been actually from within so i'm going to go with uh, Klein as being his biggest rivalry. And the, I don't mean that as a dig at Klein or anything like that. I just mean, I think they both had different philosophies and it became evident that they weren't working within the club. And, you know, I think that was probably one of Slav's biggest rivalries in my mind. Okay. Last but not least, Matt Dom, go for it. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a bit of an odd one, but uh, I'm going to go with Marcelo Jallo just to kind of, emphasize Don's point about Klein that Jallo sums up everything that he he thought was wrong with the whole Klein Khan recruitment process this this center back who we led to believe existed but all we ever saw from him was the occasional smile from the bench uh, and you know Slav was like I'm not going to play you you're not my kind of player and I'm going to make a point uh, so so I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, Marcelo Jallo um out of the two um, I don't think there's really any sort of major standard because there wasn't. A, I never had a manager a managerial rivalry. You know, one of those where he goes to shake a person's hand and they sort of brush him off. Similar to Neil Warnock and uh, you know the, the Wolves man. I don't know his last name, but you know what? You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so overall, again, one of these things we we had the Slavis Slavis faction ratings every week. We're not going to do this just based on one week. Um, over the overall. What was your sort of overall rating out of 10 that you'd want to give 
Slavisa Kanovic. You know, yes, he got promoted, so you're going to be high up in the tens. But the way he went about it, some of his managerial decisions, the way it ended, it's going it's going to affect the whole lot thing. Just out of ten, what are you, what are you going to give Stab? I'm going to give him a nine point five. Personally, ten as I said, ten for everything that went up to it. Even though there were some some frustrating moments, the four the four nil loss at Brentford or four one. I tried to brush it from my memory, but that defeat at Brentford being one of them, the way it ended has has not been grand either. But in the end, he was brought in to bring us up, and he achieved that aim. So I'm just going to give him a nine point five. Don, overall, what is your satisfaction rating? Mine is going to be a solid eight and i say a solid eight because i looked at his final stats for when he managed fulham and out of 145 games he won 64 drew 36 lost 45 it gave him a win percentage of 44.1 so for me he's a solid eight so we got an eight from don there uh mr beclair overall give us a slav satisfaction rating out of 10 yeah, I'm, I'm just going on on my heart. And he, he made me want to watch my club again because at times in the last few years, it's been it's been a chore. It's been difficult to watch Fulham. And he made me enjoy watching my team and enjoy going go, go to the cottage and going following Fulham away. So overall, um, I'm going to give him a nine and it would have been a 10, but he loses a point for, for performance this season, um, which I will quickly forget and I'll remember the good times. Fair enough. Yeah, everyone wants to everyone wants to take this sort of take this their own way. Mr. Dom, last rating over to you. See if you see what you've got to say over this. Yeah, um, I think I think eight's a little harsh, um, but I'm I'm going to go with nine as well because the last last few weeks have just sort of taken the edge off it. Um, but if I look back at what he's done, you know, he's he's developed Sessignon into to our, our top scorer last season, one of the shining lights of the championship. One of the best prospects that have ever come through our academy. He gave him that chance. And some of the football we played uh, last season and the season before was just out of this world. And you know, I can't. It would be it would be a ten if it ended with us staying in the Premier League or doing well in the Premier League. It would be a ten. But I have to take a point off just because we've looked so so bad this season. Yeah, and on that note, we've got to, um, as is tradition on the Full and Focus podcast, we love our quizzes, and our boss Danny has again insisted that we do a quiz, probably because we want to sort of line, you know, cheer some people up. Because for many people, this will be sort of a sad day for them, because you know this is one of Fulham's great greatest, no, one of Fulham's greatest ever managers leaving the club. So I'm just gonna we're just gonna round it up with a nice, fun little quiz. It's just basically going to be first um, first one to buzz in or shout an answer. Um, I'll give you all one stab at it each because we want to want to keep this relatively quick. So question number one, who was the first player that Slav sold? And I'm going to give you a little bit of a clue. He was a striker and he didn't play a single game. So first one, first one to shout out an answer. The correct answer. No. Uh, oh, oh, he didn't play a single game. He, he came to Florida. Uh, he came to Florida. No, oh God, what is that guy's name? <laughs> I'll give you a clue, another further clue. He was Australian. Oh, then I don't know. I can't remember his name. Fine, it was Adam Tate. Ah, ah, yeah, of course it was. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, get 26th of June 2016. If anyone has any problems with the answers of this, blame Danny. Okay, question number two. 
Who was the first player that Slav signed? Ooh. Oh, I don't... Michael Maddow. Bingo! Oh, Point well done. Point to whoever that was. Matt Dom, I believe it was. Great show. Michael Maddow, 29th of January 2016, when he made the loan deal a permanent deal. So it's slightly cheating in that way. Um, point of order, Floyd Aite was the second person that he signed. Question number three. In total, Slav managed 123 games for Fulham. How many wins did he get? Uh, I beep in, beep in. I looked this up. I get this. He won 64 games. Bingo. That's exactly what you get for researching these things beforehand. Fair enough. Someone did their homework. Obviously, you two guys didn't. Um, (laughs) Not that I'm taking anything away from you. You Obviously, someone took the (laughs) Right. Question four. How many games did we draw during during our unbeaten run of 23 games? How many did we draw? Ooh. Oh, five. Bingo! Again, who was that? Matt. Oh, Donald? nice number. Yes, yeah, me. Well I'm guessing well tonight. Um, yeah. we're not doing awards or anything like that, but just for you no know, for disclosure, uh, Hull away two two, uh, Bolton away when Matt Target scored one all, Bristol City away for Mitrovic's first goal, uh, the draw against QPR and the draw against Brentford. So those were our five draws during our during our 23 unbeaten run. Now. Question number five. Despite a 23-game unbeaten run uh, starting after Sunderland, what was the what was the only match we lost during that uh, unbeaten run? Birmingham away. During that unbeaten run? Well, the only game that we lost during the unbeaten run? Southampton, yeah. FA Cup. Is that The toys are coming out of the pram here, I tell you. Blame the, the <laughs> Blame the way the question was written. And question number six. Who was the last player to score for Slavisi Kanovic? Tom Kearney. Nope. No. What? Um, oh, Sessignon. Bingo. Matt Beclair gets that one with the one away to Cardiff. We haven't yeah. scored in our last four games since then. We haven't scored I since. I couldn't even remember. Okay, and um, uh, fun fact, uh, just just again to round it up, just so you know, again, know where we've come from in you know in that in that three years time. Here was Slavisi Kanovic's first lineup, the first lineup he ever produced. Andy Lonergan was in goal. This will bring many people down memory lane. Jazz Richard was at right back. Richard Stearman and Dan Byrne were the centre backs. Tim Ream was at left back. We had a midfield four of Alexander Kachaniklic, Sakari Matilla, Jamie O'Hara, and Emerson Hindman. And then the one or the two shining lights of that 15 16 season, McCormack and Demele up front. So that just shows you how far we've got. And Tim Ream was still there. Tim Ream's the only man surviving from Slav's first and last games, which I think is so, quite. Is quite so that, that first lineup, that was against. Um... Rotherham, right? Sheffield Wednesday, I've got because because it was the way because um, he was appointed the day before Rotherham, but he d- d- didn't take part that day. Stuart Gray was the man in the dugout, so again they had him listed as being the manager for that game. Don't blame me, blame. Oh, I'm just telling you, Reese right. Uh, Reese is right. I remember because I went to that game because it was the uh, the tribute to Jimmy Hill just after he died. So I was really keen to be at that game, and I remember Chikanovic was there, but he wasn't in charge. Yeah, he saw let Stuart Gray take over that. But yeah, 
so that's the quiz over and you know that we there's only so much time we can look backwards we do have to to some extent look forward and as i mentioned claudio ranieri is now our manager you know most famous probably for a managing the side down the road and b managing leicester to the to the premier league title in 2016 don't anyone start getting ahead of themselves and say we're going to win the league in 2020 don't anyone start that now but uh, as Claudio Ranieri has been made our manager, does anyone sort of have any messages of welcome or just anything they want to sort of add to to this whole thing now that now that we've got a new manager? Matt Beclair, I'll, I'll sort of go to you first. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've always liked Ranieri. I remember him when he was, when he was Chelsea manager um, and when he first came to the country. I remember him speaking to the media through an interpreter in much the same way that Pochettino did and uh, and the Leeds guy, Bielsa, does these days. But eventually he, he learned the language. I really remember him being very dignified when he was sacked by Chelsea. He was very graceful. He's a, he's a real gentleman. And of course, the, the beautiful way in which he captured the nation's hearts by winning the Premier League with Leicester a couple of years ago. He's a true gent. And and he's so Fulham, um, and I'm I'm pleased that he's he's joined us. I'm gutted to lose Slav. I really like Slav, and I wish Slav all the best. And he's welcome back at the cottage anytime, and he'll get a great reception. But onwards and upwards, we've got Claudio Ranieri now. So so welcome, Claudio. We'll be singing your name at the next game. We will indeed. We've in fact we've got two weeks. Lovely. We've got well just under two weeks to try and work out what our chance going to be. It shouldn't really take too long. But Matt Dobb, do you sort of have any sort of welcoming messages? Uh, to Claudio Ranieri? I kind of want to say that um, it, it's unusual that when a manager goes, most of the time fans are kind of sick of the bloke and, and delighted that he's gone. But it's particularly sad because I think everyone was really, really desperate for it to work out with Slav. You know, I, I was happy when Kit went. Uh, there's, there was a huge relief when Yol was shown the door. But this one, it, it kind of really stings, even though deep down you kind of have to admit that it's probably the right thing to do. Uh, and, you know, of the available options, Claudio Ranieri is um, certainly one of the better ones. And you know, I think he's got a really good chance of keeping this up. So um, I'm going to get behind him. And, you know, a decision had to be made. So um, let, let's, uh, let's stick to it. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, uh, Slav didn't get sort of all that much. I can't remember who was in the focus in the focus WhatsApp group said that Slav that they timed it right because Slav didn't get any of the sort of vitriol that goes around managerial sackings where you've got chance of Slav out, Slav out, people throwing season tickets, people doing protests, all that sort of stuff. They timed it perfectly so that he goes on somewhat of a somewhat of a high. Now, all, now all the talk has been. You know, a thank you to Slavici Kanovic rather than the last two days being, oh, what a sorry state of affairs we're all in. So whoever mentioned that on the WhatsApp group, it may have been one of you two. I think Matt's going to correct me now, are you? No, no, no. I was just, all I was going to add to that was we were singing his name at Liverpool on Sunday. So, you know, it's that that speaks volumes for the guy, really. Even in the face of adversity, he was still a popular guy. Exactly. And one last point, uh, we move over to Don. So. I got to pick up on what Matt just said. It is a weird situation we are in because like Dom said, it wasn't like we were in this situation where we wanted the manor gone as fast as we could get him out the damn door. You know, uh, we, we actually were kind of maybe seeing what we thought was going to be the turning point at Liverpool. Yeah, we lost, but we kind of felt like, well, maybe he found a starting 11. So 
I'm really on the fence about how I feel about Slav leaving and Claudio coming in, okay? So all I want to say is, Slav, I got a good feeling you're going to be picked up in a heartbeat real soon by some championship team, and you're going to continue to do well. So best of luck to you wherever you land. As far as the Claudio side of things, I just want to leave my final thoughts a bit of uh, – a bit of a little stinger there, Burr, to make people think and want to come back for the next podcast, a, a little uh, dilemma. And here's my dilemma is, did we really pick what's right? Even though I think Claudio is a great manager from all aspects and seems like a nice guy, he's completely different from Slab. Slab was more reserved. Claudio, if you've seen him in any of his interviews, he can be a little kind of weird or you know he'll he'll spout things out that make people stop and go what the heck did he just say so my other thing is we need to start thinking about and this is what we're going to touch on in the next pod how does he come in and change tactics and performances from the players what's going to be his style okay and i think he does have a style that we'll be looking at the other thing i want people to think about we just went over slabs Final stats, okay, here at the club with a win percent of 44.1. Just for some something for you guys to think about, I looked up Claudio's stats real quick too. His best stats ever was at Monaco, okay, where he won a percentage of 61.5% of the games. That was followed by Chelsea where he did 53.7%, okay? But he's also had some really bad years. So it's not like he's consistently, oh, my God. You know, he had a bad year at Atletico Madrid in 2000, where he was only at 24% win rate, okay? The other thing I want you guys to think about is in the Premier League, when he was with Leicester City, he wasn't that much higher than Slav as far as uh, win percentage, 44.1. So here's my thing, and I want to leave this a final thought. Matt, take it over from here, uh, Mr. Reese. For the next pod... We need to hire what everybody thinks online. Tweet us, text us, let us know. Is this really your best uh, best person you think could have been taken over for what inevitably I think was a great manager, Slav? Absolutely. And now, as I've said, we didn't want to make this sort of too Claudio Ranieri orientated because all the previews and you know what Don just talked to said touch perfectly any points that sort of you the listeners want to bring up you know tweet in by all means send instagram send we don't have snapchats but you get the point send in any views that you sort of have how you think this is going to play out any signings that you think he's going to make in 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 january if any just let us know what you think is going to be happening use the hashtag fulham focus just to get and the at fulham underscore focus just to get any any mentions you want uh, that's on twitter because we really want to throw this over to you. But again, all the previews of how Claudio Ranieri is going to work, we're going to cover next week. So be sure to listen next week. Be sure to listen to, so uh, again, keep track of social media. Keep track of the website because I believe there's a couple of you know, more Slavisi, Kanovic, thank you messages going to be coming out in the next couple of days. There may be some, you know, welcome Claudio Ranieri messages coming out in the next couple of days. Just keep a track of everything going on full and focus for basically what has been a a really emotional day and a really confusing that any emotion you really want to put, you want to put to it is what every single one of us has gone through this day. And I'm sure you've gone through it as well. So all that's really left for me to say is just thank you again for joining us on this emergency special, whatever you want to call it episode of the full and focus podcast. We look forward to you know, whoever's going to be in the podcast chair next week. 
previewing the Southampton game, reviewing any major news that comes over the international break, anything like that. All that's left for us to say is thank you very, thank you very much for listening. Come on, you whites. Fulham.